According to the bio he wrote, Gabriel Rutledge is one of North America's finest touring stand-up comics. He has appeared on Comedy Central and is a past winner of the Seattle International Comedy Competition. Christy Rutledge is one of North America's finest stay-at-home moms. They have three kids, they're married, they swear a lot, they're the Rutledges. We are podcasting in five, four, three. No one can see you. Did you well, know? You that? know when they do the five, four, three, two thing that I assume they do only because of Wayne's World. Uh-huh. No one can see that either. But they're doing that because they're um on. It's a video, so they're five, four, three, and then the. Two and one are silent because they're on a video. It's a so, TV show. So you're saying for a podcast they should all be silent? Or, or all, all out loud? Yeah. <laughs> I think this time I'm going to skip one and four. What? We are live in five, three, two, go. Welcome to our kitchen. <laughs> I mean, excuse me, Rutledge. Also, if Studios. you did the whole silent countdown and then you went, go. I guess that kind of defeats the purpose. <laughs> well, it's a work in progress. It's my, it's my first day as director. Fucking go! Just do it! Start talking! Oh my god! Now stop! <laughs> it's Wednesday night, June 24th. It's not AM radio. I just feel like we should give people a little bit of an idea of the day. But they don't need to know. It comes out on Friday. That's what they need to know. But what if they're not listening the second it comes out? I Can don't you know. imagine? I don't know why they wouldn't be. I, it comes out at 7 a.m. Uh, West Coast time. I hear people set their alarms. Oh, I know. I mean, you can actually hear the alarms in the city going off at 6.59. Like, like, you're going to wake up in five. It's the Rutledge. Three, two. <laughs> Nobody talk to me. Go. <laughs> um, the good news is, is that this evening, while trying to think of something to talk about, I dived into the Google Find your podcast. <laughs> Seven podcast ideas to get you started. Okay, I actually great, just did. Great. I just typed in podcast <laughs> topics. Okay. <sighs> Choosing a podcast topic is one of the most important de- decisions you'll make when you start a show. I should hope so, because it would be terrible. <laughs> If you didn't know, do they mean a topic for the overall theme of every podcast or they mean a topic in a podcast? I'm not sure. That's... You know what I mean? Like the topic is true crime for all episodes. Yeah, or... I mean, that was just the first sentence. Okay. So right. it's going to be a long article if we analyze it to that depth. But Okay, go to the second one in five, <laughs> three, two, go! <laughs> There are good podcast ideas and less intriguing ones, so it's your job to figure out where your topic idea lands. <laughs> yeah, we figure those out at the end of every episode when we go, like, some of those are good, some of them work. <laughs> There's also, you can download a listener persona worksheet. We need to do that. 
what's our listener persona? You mean like what's our our average listener look Defining like? Defining your ideal listener. Your listener will be the guiding light by which you make content and production. I like that idea of just making a a conglomeration of everyone, all the thousands of people that listen into like one thing. Like, you know what I mean, listener. I I just can't picture us <laughs> doing that. So, um, anyway, they come, they give you some, uh, topics to think of and let me find them. Cause as I was scrolling, okay, 25 original podcast ideas you should try. 25? I know. Maybe one Jesus. for each episode. See which works. Your favorite topic. <laughs> the first podcast idea is also the most obvious. Your trial and errors. Small town news. That's my favorite. Small town news? <laughs> like, what a stupid thing. But you know what? The story that still makes me laugh is... Um, I mean, it was in like 2001. Why aren't you laughing? I've laughed hard enough. I'm controlling <laughs> it for this. In like 2000 or 2001, one of the first times when like people started doing like May Day protests and they, um, the local radio station here, KGY. <laughs> 1240? Is it 1240 AM? AM 1240, yeah. yeah. I think they might have an FM now but anyway they um they were reporting on this and i think like like students from like the like from the evergreen state college had said they were they were like they had taken over like a major intersection on the west side and then like a couple like one downtown and their reporter was like Getting on the freeway, <laughs> driving over to the west side, exiting, and then getting back onto the freeway, driving to that downtown exit, then getting back on. And he just kept saying, it's all clear over here. <laughs> the roads were all clear. It's like, you dipshit, you're on the freeway. <laughs> they are not protesting on the freeway. They are protesting in the actual street that people might notice them, <laughs> and they aren't going to... Well, some people you, protest on the freeway. I suppose, but this was, you know, 2000-ish. And it just made me laugh because for like two hours, this repeated. <laughs> and I was at work, I think, and you were at your job. And so we were both talking about how he just excitedly kept saying, I have to say... <laughs> It seems to be peaceful there. The roads are all clear. I'm all just, peaceful here at the I, gas station I, right off the freeway. He wasn't even, he was like literally getting off the exit, turning and going right back onto the exit, going the opposite direction. Well, you don't get the crack news team in Olympia. You know what I no. mean? No. Who was the guy who was on KGY for a thousand years who knows our neighbor? D 
Dick, Dick Poost. Dick Poost. And when he got fired or let go, like they got new management or whatever, and they <clears throat> got rid of him, the first thing he did was call, was call the the um the newspaper <laughs> to let them know that he'd been fired from KGY. There was a time AM radio was like a big thing. It was like a big news source. You know what I mean? But that time was a long time ago. Well, I think like the thing I think is he kind of was like a local legend, right? Like to people over 50. Right. It it's AM radio here in Olympia, Washington. Like are you looking to like break into something? <laughs> like true. just keep him on. Keep those people happy who have been listening to him. Yeah, but there's no way. I mean, radio pays so bad. Oh, right. You couldn't even believe how radio pays so much worse than comedy, believe it or not. Well, which is why. But you know, he'd been there so long. There's no way he wasn't making okay money. Do you know what I mean? True. So it's like, it's they probably saved 80 grand by getting rid of <laughs> Dick Poost, putting Poost out to pasture. Yeah, it was. Um... Do you think his friends called him Dick Post? I have no clue, but I mean, our neighbor went to school with him, and so she thinks that he's a celebrity. I know. Um, so if she's any indication of his friends, then no, no, I don't (laughs) think they do because they're not. She funny. Our neighbor Isla was so impressed because I did an interview on KJY with Mister Dick Poost. Oh yeah. They both uh, were. Yeah. DP, I called him. <laughs> uh, it was a terrible interview because it was like, I don't know, it was sort of like interviewing um, a famous person, but I'm not famous. So it, <laughs> so it was like, it was just like, well, where'd, where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? Did you play any sports? All right. Thanks for coming by. You know, it was like a real <laughs> weird, like. It was almost like a job interview. Like, what would you say your biggest weaknesses are? Uh, Inability to say no to weird interviews? Well, I mean, the thing is, is he was also... No one was tuning in for, like... I don't know. He never got picked up by any other radio station. So it wasn't like... It was like, oh, he is good. (laughs) So his skills were terrible. (laughs) He got an offer from DuPont, which is local <laughs> reference. Wishes. <laughs> um, yeah, I do think that a different radio station like picked him up, like Mix 96, maybe. Oh, or, sure. Yeah. But anyway, so there's our my local, my podcast topic number three, Small Town News. Small Town News. Number four. He said, she said. Take this framework and apply it to any number of stories. <laughs> that one horrible job or boss. That seems really safe to do in this world. Just talk about horrible people. Yeah, just shit on people on a podcast. You know, it, who knows? Like, if I'm assuming they're going to get big. I worked a lot of restaurant jobs, which means most of my bosses were horrible people. <laughs> Like the only the only reason that uh, 
like there's a lot of uh, reckoning of shitty behavior with stand-up comedy, and I know the comic world, like the you know, uh, uh, in the gaming world, and of course actors, and like if anyone gave a shit about food service, it would be way worse scandals than oh yeah than famous people, you know. Totally, yeah. I mean, I had I, a, I had a boss that was so <laughs> I won't say her name, but uh, I don't just a stupid memory that I can't get out of my head ever is like, she was always just like, I'm, this is dangerous territory, but you know, how sometimes, okay, you're a woman. So we can say, I, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like sometimes when it's a woman boss, they're like, and if these motherfuckers think because I'm a woman, they're going to run over me. They get another fucking thing coming. Like, she was tough as shit, but for no reason. <laughs> like, we were all minimum wage pizza people. I don't think that her gender had anything to do with her okay. attitude. It's possible. It's possible. She just was one of those people that got a tiny bit of power and it exploded. And it but was... she, it may not have been gender, but she definitely had the feeling that, like, I have to be tough. For them to respect me, yeah, and to get the well, results she also was like, "You guys were her subordinates, right?" Like, for sure. And this poor lady was probably, you know, this is years and years ago. She was probably making eighteen grand a year. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But, but I always remember, like, whenever we would have fun, she would never take part. But one time, <laughs> one time, I don't <laughs> I know if it was the radio or whatever, but somebody was, you know, that song, "I'm Henry the Eighth, I am," I, and she just started singing it. But like, I'm Henry the Eighth. I am. I am. And we, I mean, we we froze. Like everyone in the whole restaurant was like, "What is? Is she singing?" It was like it was like watching Hitler sing a ditty. Do you know what I mean? It was like, what the hell is going on? Like, and like, you're not allowed to like music. You're a terrible person. I'm Henry. And what a stupid song. It wasn't even like you know. That restaurant had a lot of dicks. Like fast food has a lot of dicks. That one though, there was her and then that other guy who was awful. He ended up getting fired, but I uh I was assistant manager there tempor- temporarily for I think it was, it was a month. Although they paid me for six weeks. I think the statute of limitations has passed on that one. <laughs> but uh, I was temporary assistant manager for one month. And in that month, <laughs> there was a robbery. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Someone who used to work there came in like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, oh, can I use the bathroom? Oh, sure. He just went in the office and like took all the money out of the safe that's and left. Right. <laughs> Uh, so I'm like, I am not good with this. <laughs> you know what I said when the cops got there? Mm-mm. I'm Henry the Eighth. I am. Please, no, <laughs> no, that is not a good um podcast topic. Um, as seen on TV, can you imagine like just doing a podcast about as seen on? I just TV saw something things? on TV. I'd like to talk about what. Uh, there's a documentary on Netflix about Garth Brooks. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's changed your life. Listen, I'm not a Garth Brooks fan. I mean, sure, I've got friends in those places. It's a jam. That's a jam. But 
this documentary should be called Here Comes the Waterworks. <laughs> because this son of a bitch, Garth Brooks, cried through every single question he answered. And like, I'm not, I've been known to uh, tear up on occasion. <laughs> uh, but it's like, it's, I mean, it's the kind of, you don't hear the questions. It's that kind of documentary. <laughs> it's not like you hear the person ask the question, but like the question will be like, uh, tell me about the first place you um, got a regular gig performing. And it'll be like, some memories <laughs> uh, are more than others. And uh, those people are not my fans. They're my angels. Like every single question, this guy is weeping, <laughs> weeping. And this, I thought this was like amazing that he could pull off. So he got divorced, <laughs> got remarried to uh, another country music person. I can't remember her name. Trisha Yearwood. <laughs> and when I met her, here they come. Uh, so they all, they lived right next door to each other. His ex-wife lived next door to him, or at least same street. I'm sure he has like a giant garth brooks compound yeah, it's you know not what I mean? like you like an hour next door yeah uh same property you know and then he lived with his new wife in a giant house and they switched the kids every single day wow for like 10 years every single day like monday garth's house tuesday his ex-wife's house wednesday garth's house and so, like every, and it, like so, they would say goodbye or hello every day. Like, that's amazing to pull that off. I wonder how the kids did. I'm sure they did fine. Yeah. And it seemed like the ex-wife and the new wife liked each other good enough. But it was just like that. That was kind of impressive to me. It's a, that's how we should do it. You is that your way of saying you want to get a divorce? <laughs> Garth has inspired me. Um, if he can do it. I I think it's incredibly hard. I have known people. I've known very few people who the parents kept like the house and then they had an apartment and they rotated every other week. The kids stayed in their house and um, they did that. Until their kids graduated from, like, you know, moved out. and If we get divorced, I think our best, with our current budget, um, the kids always stay in the house. And me and you take turns sleeping in the shed in the backyard. <laughs> oh, you know what? You can have the shed every night. You're so proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> Not to sleep. Just freezing with fucking spiders <laughs> next to a shovel. Fuck, man. Um, yeah, I just am. I can't, I don't, I can't imagine. I mean. <laughs> but do you think it seems fun or not fun to be a person that tears up over everything? Because he's not tearing up with sadness. It's like gratitude and occasional sadness. Disingenuine, I think. But yeah, it's just it's just really weird that it's like because you figure in a documentary there'll be a couple of points where you'll right. get emotional. This son well, of a bitch. Well, we also don't know how they edited. Okay, it. they found hours worth of time of him yeah. crying. Do you know what I mean? Like if I, you know, 
That's why I should have done KGY with Dick Boost. <laughs> Where'd you grow up? Some places are more than a town, Dick. <laughs> South Bend, Washington is so special to me. There's loggers <laughs> and racists all together. Oh, excuse me. The rest of them weren't, um, there weren't any good, um, like podcast ideas it just made me laugh that there's a whole article there's a blog with podcast ideas and first you need to do a study of what what your perfect podcast listener is like one that listens who knows like that's like that's like asking like what's the perfect dating partner for you someone who's interested (laughs) uh i when I used to have a blog, I guess I still have a blog. I don't put anything on it. But when I'd have a blog, I'd be, you know, it, I don't know. How long ago do you think blogs were, like, super popular? Like, people, there was, like, millionaires because they had blogs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, probably, like, 2005. Yeah, around then. Or and I'm like, hey, yeah. I have a blog. How do you, how do people, how are people making money? So if you, you Google it. Yeah. Oh, and it's and- just blogs telling you how to make money with your blog it's like this never-ending circle of horseshit making money (laughs) it's just everyone chasing their tail do you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm. like oh leave comments in other people's blog like yeah that's gonna get me to be a million (laughs) dollars right (laughs) so that i thought that was kind of funny where it's just like any anytime you look into like any the saddest internet search and i would know Mm -hmm. is how do i get more popular How can I get blog views? How can I get podcast listeners? How can I get video views for my stupid comedy videos? Those are the saddest. <laughs> the sad because you know anyone wildly successful never made that search. I think it's just you know luck. I mean, you just end up with a story that has a big hook to it, and I got no hook. Yeah. Um. Even Dick Post said it. You got no hook, son. <laughs> get out of my get out of my office. Um, well, we said, I think we said this last week or a couple weeks ago, we, I don't take enough stances and uh, you know what I mean? It's like you, to be popular, you have to piss off a lot of people. And I just never, it's never been my thing. (laughs) When I even speak up like mildly for things that like, I feel like I need to speak up for, then I end up like losing sleep for the next month because I feel awful about it. So I'm not yeah, doing that. I don't on have, a- I don't have, I mean, I've mildly called out people a couple of times on social media in the last month. And I don't like either one of the feelings that I Mm-mm. had after it was over. No. Do you know what I mean? It's not like things that I, definitely believed and things that and then i'm like even though i'm not lying and i'm 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 strong in my opinions i'm still like this isn't worth it yeah and that's kind of what i'm that's kind of what i'm at you know and i mean i've had a few little incidents of speaking my mind and yeah and just and even one of them where the person was like i i understand and then I just feel awful though because I don't know. It just makes me feel bad, and and then it makes me go. And this is why I don't like interacting with humans because it's too hard. And well, the one I did one on, I shared a uh, 
someone, I don't remember her name, but she gave a very impassioned speech about, mm-hmm. like, the takeaway line was, like, I don't, I don't know, fuck a target, because people were, the target had burned down in the early looting or whatever, mm-hmm. and she just broke down sort of a very brief history mm-hmm. of, you know, uh, of wrongs against the uh, black community and yeah. why they're kept down and all these things. And I just, I shared it. It was just like, I mean, I just, you can't, I don't understand how you can, it's kind of one of those things where you're like, tell me where she's wrong. Do you right. know what I mean? Tell right. me where she's right. wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was like a guy comes on like, oh, so you're pro looting? Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, no. No, I'm not saying that. And also the woman in the video didn't do any looting either. She's just saying don't ask her to like be super upset that people were looting when there's a history of horrible things from governments. Mm -hmm. From a government to her people. Do you know what I mean? Not just random. Well, it just just reminded me of um, the... uh, Something I wanted to finish watching, but the kids came and started asking me to do something. Is it Garth Brooks? No. It's the guy from the VeggieTales. In case you aren't familiar, the VeggieTales are... What the fuck? Are um, a... That's the craziest first half of a sentence I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. They are uh, videos that teach Bible stories, but they're vegetables. (laughs) And they're on the countertop. And our kids have all liked them at various points. Which is kind of funny, because we don't read the bible (laughs) it's a pretty cute show if you're a little kid though but i think it's cute the other thing is is i mean being nice to each other and things like they're teaching them lessons that are good lessons like you know um and it's cute. who taught you to be kind a cucumber i know larry the (laughs) cucumber anyway the guy breaks down um what happened after the slaves were freed and it is so interesting and i started to watch it because he's talking about how so then you couldn't own a slave but you also got arrested if you were found on the streets so here are all these black people who no longer had a place to live and i mean it was just it's interesting anyway so that but yeah it's to me to you're making a statement to me, the, the statement that I was making with just sharing the video was basically like, the only way you don't get what this lady is saying is if you're racist. Right. And, of course, the, then a big comment thing starts happening. It's one guy, but yeah. everyone's fighting with the one guy. <laughs> yes. And it's like, you know, he's trying to be, make real particular points that have nothing to do with the overall thing and it's mm-hmm. you know it just kept going and going and then three days later someone would find it and start yeah. a, and i'm like again i totally agree with the thing i shared but a week later i'm like what was the point what was the point of that do you know what i, I mean know. like and i do that too because i'm like it's not like anybody ever stopped and went you know what i read something on facebook and changed my mind and i mean that's a good point no one no one you know, when did you stop being racist? Facebook? <laughs> well, I even, I mean, I even think about, like, you know, a situation I had where somebody said something very flippant that triggered something in me, and I kind of used it as an educational moment 
just to like talk about this topic. And it was a situation where I knew I was, I was telling them something they didn't want to hear. And, um, honestly, I assumed it would be uncomfortable and they might be like, you know what? I'm really sorry. That was insensitive. And I didn't, I didn't mean to be so flippant about it, but, um, you know, really they <laughs> left the group messaging and I'm sure I am landed very deep on the shit list and <laughs> I think people are awkward. It's awkward now. And it's like these, it makes me like, do the other people think that it was okay? Like, <laughs> or do yeah. that, you know? And, and then I'm like, I mean, this, for me, it was a very personal thing, and and I couldn't not say something. And, and also, I was, I mean, so I know, polite. I know we're talking around it, but it, I I saw the thing you said, and it was not said, and it wasn't like a real angry rant or anything. It was very calm. Yeah. So. And I um. And and it's just that there's part of me that wants to be like that's even like that's like such a. Face to face, it was a video, like face to face connection moment. The person could see how what they said affected me. And you would think that's the time where somebody is going to learn. Somebody's going to like gain a perspective. Yeah. And, um, and it didn't. And, and that's what so, like, oh my gosh. So, I never speak up when people say things to me. I mean, people have said some awful things to me and I take it. It's how I was raised. (laughs) And I never speak up. And so I'm like, oh, well, this didn't feel any better because now I feel like, oh, really? Like, you think I was in the wrong? <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and, and, and then the fact that no one, no one came on and was like, you know what, you're right, or I know that was hard for you, or even privately messaged me. And so now I'm just like, and this is why I don't like to have yeah, friends. I, I this think... is why I don't like humans, because I can't do this. <laughs> Both of us, both of us need to be more comfortable with not having people like us, whether it's deserved or not. I think that, yeah. Well, I think for me, it all, all, all ties into my abandonment issues, everything. I mean, it's, you know, I can pinpoint the exact everything for it. And, you know, just so much happened with my dad dying and relationships, family. I mean, sure. you know, my mom, she didn't, she couldn't take care of me. My sisters didn't live at home anymore. Um, so any rejection feels like the big one. And when you're that age, you know, when you're a teenager, what the hell are your friends going to do with grief? Sure. I mean, they're, they don't know what the hell to do with that. And like, um, I cried once in front of friends and they 
looked at me like my head fell off. And I guess they're not Garth Brooks fans. You know, there's a lot of, I mean, there's no bigger like popularity killer than having your parent die. I mean, I just stopped getting invited to things, you know. It was like I became invisible. And so here I'm going through this horrific time in my life. My dad died and I have nobody to process any of this with. No parent. I'm totally isolated. So every part of it is like, you know, and like the ultimate abandonment. I mean, my dad died, you know, and I know he didn't like it wasn't like he was intentionally doing that. And so for me, like all of it is just like I I either waver back and forth between like I must do everything I can to make sure these people stick with me mm-hmm. or the second I feel like there's a potential I could get hurt. I'm out. Right. I'm, I am out. I never fully invest. And that's partly why this, I mean, this for me, this kind of solidified why I don't speak up because I spoke up. I said the really hard thing and the person left. And that, but, but there has to be room for you not even not liking the person anyway. And so, who cares a shit? Well, I suppose, but I guess I think, like for me, it's like where my brain goes is: I spoke up. I said the really hard thing. That person left. And the fact that no one else reached out, well, actually one person did, I should say, but the rest of the people in the group didn't reach out. It feels like abandonment from them as well. So it's like, and I'm back to feeling like I'm going to hold them all over here because I might get hurt again. Like, No, I get it. I mean, I don't have the same... Mine's not coming from the place of trauma that yours is, but I get that feeling. But I also, it's not exactly healthy to do everything to avoid that either. Oh, I know. You know what I mean? But I don't know how to. Yeah, me either. A guy I have zero respect for blocked me on Twitter and I'm still pissed about it. So I'm still pissed about it for you. (laughs) (laughs) And I think he's a giant turd. Like, you blocked me, motherfucker? Right? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Like, fuck you <laughs> if we let out what we know about you the whole world would be blocking well, I don't, I you i don't want to get into that but <laughs> i guess that yeah i don't even yeah i know it's so it's i do that same thing with social media and and after you know my events <laughs> the last two days like the one that like i i chimed in on a post where i felt like the person was being the person who's in kind of a position of leadership in the community was being irresponsibly sarcastic. And somebody else that I know, like, said something, and I said something, and then the person, like, responded, and eventually, like, I said, I feel like you're in a position of leadership. We don't have a lot of of unifying community going on right now and i feel like we need to look to people like you to be unifying us and not dividing us and and they responded with like you're right well see sometimes people do change and they took the post down 
yeah. day, and I feel like crap yeah. because you got what you wanted, and you feel like crap. It makes me feel bad because they were like, "You're right. I didn't think about it that way. I should have been more responsible." And I feel bad because I like made this person feel bad, and so yeah. so I think I'm back to like why I hate social media. I'm not going on it anymore. <laughs> it's bad right now. It's really it's terrible. Bad right it's the thing that the thing that got me <laughs> going with this guy. We're just proving our point, by the way. We're not naming any names. We're not naming any specifics. <laughs> this is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, hey, do you want to hear some hot? vague beefs the Rutledges have. Uh, That's our podcast. Small town news and... Vague beefs. <laughs> Those are the cows vague. that died before we could slaughter them for for the, uh, <laughs> the beef plant or whatever. Vague beef sounds like the very questionable porn search is what that sounds like. But, uh, but we do have an episode title. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's funny because... For me, the things I don't, the thing I ended up responding to is like so far, I see things that I think are like ridiculous all the time. And this was like such, it wasn't even on the list <laughs> of like, but th- this guy shared a, uh, it was a poster from Nowhere Comedy Club, which is um, like an online comedy club. Mm-hmm. I did a show on there. Mm-hmm. And it's two white dudes. I know, I'm not saying their names, but two comedians I know on the cover. And this particular guy that I used to follow me on Twitter, he put, he's like, oh, I, I was wondering how long it'd be before I saw um, a poster of all boring white guys. And he had written on the poster, oh, yeah, a boring white guy show or something like that. And I just, I don't know, it just got me. Because, and again, this isn't an issue I think about all the time. Look, I think there is somewhat of a problem with diversity in comedy. I think in, well, look, in booking TV shows and festivals and things like that, it's definitely an advantage to not be a white guy. Yeah. In work, in comedy clubs, in getting booked, it is an advantage to be a white guy Mm -hmm. because no one ever says, uh, oh, I can't have two white guys on the same show because then it's a white-themed show. And they do that with gay people, with black people, with brown people. Mm Mm-hmm. They don't ever look at a calendar and go like, oh, I can't have three black headliners this month because then people will think it's a black club. That's terrible. It is terrible. Wow. So I'm aware of all these things. Mm -hmm. But that particular thing got me first because this guy's a fucking white guy like me (laughs) and his stupid white knighting of, of, and I just, I was like, why? I said something to him. Then we ended up messaging each other and I'm just like, look. These are professional comedians with Conan and Letterman credits mm-hmm. who are now landscaping and doing God knows what, collecting unemployment, trying to do a fucking show online as if that online club is somehow excluding minorities. I know. And it's just, and he's just like, well, I just think when I see a poster with all white guys, I think it's not going to be interesting. Shut up. You're a white guy. <laughs> What do you see on the poster? I think you're not interesting. <laughs> like, of course I want to hear stories from dip people who aren't like me. But at this, but give me a break. It's just not real. You're not being a real person. Well, there are some people 
who that is genuine, but they're not the people who would write boring white guy show and take it to Twitter. That's the difference. This, I think we have the benefit of knowing this person and it's not genuine. No, and that's it's the yeah, thing that's, that's yeah. that to me that that comes through. But I regret it. I believe everything I said to him. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I, I said the same thing I just said. I understand that people of color and different voices is an important thing to be getting out there. I understand the challenges. I know no, I know the pros and cons. Because guess, guess why? I'm a professional fucking comedian. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> I, I don't know how things are running the open mic scene, but I'm talking about the real world right now. Right, right. And And why are you shitting on these guys who did nothing to you? It's not their fault. What are they supposed to say? Right. Be especially now when we're trying to feed our families or ourselves. We're trying to like keep roofs over our head. We're just there's and and so this is the time to shit on them. But really, the funny thing is that same logic is like this is the thing that I get upset about. I know. So I don't, I re, I re, I didn't, I believed every word I said, but I also regretted the whole thing. And then he unfollowed me because I think he thought I didn't share enough Black Lives Matter stuff. I'm like, okay. So, uh, which is fine. But it's just like, I, uh, you know, when, when, uh, coronavirus first started, in fact, I think I was on a podcast with, uh, Casey McLean called Comedians in Quarantine. Mm -hmm. And we were like talking about, Almost like what it really got rid of a lot of like, you know what I mean? No one's like talking about microaggressions and no one's. Yeah, it's just like, let's take care of each other. But that it's not only is back, but it's like a thousandfold of what it was before. It's just been festering. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. If we're talking about serious sexual allegations and things of that nature, of course I want that to come out. But it's also like, it's, uh, you know, it's just tough. I kind of. I've never wanted to just bail out on all of it. And it's probably because I'm barely a comedian right now. Yeah. But I just keep, I mean, what's the point? What is the point of? Well, and that's what I was like, yeah, I'm not, I don't need to be on Facebook. I don't, you know what? I can head on over to Instagram, look at people's pictures of their cats and dogs, and it's all good. Yeah. Because I... I don't need to be doing this. Yeah, it's, it's stupid. It's and rough, man. It doesn't make me feel any better. And it just it just reminds me of all my issues and that they're not getting any better with quarantine. And yeah. then I'm doing things to poke at them. And this is this is also the problem is it's like. Because there's been a lot of stand-up comedy stuff coming out. Not people I know, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know. So it's like you kind of text in between the, your friends and you're like, did you see this? A lot of screenshots going back and forth. A lot of rumors. Mm-hmm. Well, are they talking about this? Are they? So it's like we're all in this weird private investigator mode. I know. Of like, and here's the problem. <laughs> this is the problem is I believe everybody. Someone, someone came out on Facebook and said when they were 13 and Jeff Ross, who's a comedian, mm. was 33, they had mm-hmm. a relationship. Mm-hmm. I watched the video and I go, wow, that yeah. seems legit. 
Two days later, Jeff Ross puts out a statement. This person has been harassing me for years. They have a mental illness. This has been dealt with before. I take other comedians have dealt uh, with this. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, that sounds legit. I think he's telling the truth. I believe everybody. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I'm. I know that the idea of like bringing up due process shuts everything down, and you know. But it's like it's at the same time. It's like if you don't have due process, we're all judge and jury on, and it's, it's really complicated because I'm not supposed to be. The amount of time I spent researching sexual allegations this week is stupid. I learned nothing. <laughs> I know it's well. It's uh, it's definitely. It's just so different. It's just so like. <sighs> So many, like, what suddenly we all have become, like, great at, um, well, we need to be, you know, investigative reporters and, like, it's a tough you know, thing. <laughs> and it also puts me in such a bad mindset because I'm reading about all these horrific things and then I'll read something from someone that's like, and then one time, uh, someone made a comment they could see my nipple. And of course, and I'm like, we're talking about rape right now. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, and it's, so then we're like grading like. Yeah, exactly. That was, no, that was like a four. And, and I'm sure that was a shitty thing that happened to you. But like you said, okay, that's a two. Can we talk about the tens for a week? Can right. we do that? It's just, it's so, <laughs> it's a hard thing. Yeah, and it's I a feel super like hard thing. We're, we have nothing else to distract us by how, except like distract us from how awful everybody is <laughs> and i also i did i said i had like one tweet and i think i shared one thing of one woman's experiences but it's also like where are you men where's your you know and it, and it's like everyone i see who's like sharing a bunch of stuff about how bad things are it gives me a really men <laughs> sharing about how much they respect women <laughs> it gives me a really bad feeling like, I feel like, I don't know if it's genuine. Do you I know mean, what I mean? Here's what I will say. A lot of the men that I've known in my life who who are really outspoken about that. Yeah. I'm, I wouldn't feel safe being alone with them a lot of times. A lot of them, I just, I'm like my inner red flags are telling me there's something I have to be protect myself from and around you. <laughs> I mean, and so I'm, I'm wary of people like that. You know, I, I support women, of course. And there isn't one woman i've worked with that would ever have a bad thing to fucking say about me other than like mm -hmm. they could not like me but like no one has ever felt threatened by me no mm -hmm. one has ever you know what i mean and it's like isn't that enough or do you need me to say i think rape is bad is that what i need mm -hmm. to do it's like, yeah it's a it's a weird thing it's a very weird thing because the men that are super outspoken are the ones that I'm like, what's in it for you? I said one thing, and then my, my logic was, you know, with all these cops 
when they're like, oh, there's a few bad apples. And they're like, well, why don't we ever hear from the good apples who call them out on their shit? And I'm like, okay, this is my, mm-hmm. now I'm a cop. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, so I did say one thing, but it's, you know, with my tiny platform of dwindling followers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're getting rid of our followers. <laughs> it just is hard. It's just so hard. I just. But what if, what if we were those people? If it was like, you know, the Rutledges, they're actually not on social media. Do you know how much we would not know? How blissfully. I know. Nice our lives might be. Maybe we need to like state, take a social media vacation. Yeah, maybe we do. Because it's, it's, you know, I have to be on it somewhat for my career, but I barely have a fucking career right now. So what am I, I'm just doing it out of habit. Yeah. And I can also post things and not look. Yeah, I mean, I was already like, yep, I don't need to be on there. But then someone will send me a text, and I'll be like, I gotta go look at that. Yeah, I don't get any of those. Yeah, Yeah, I think I'm just, I, I just am, I do like to look at the cat and dog pictures on Instagram, but... Yeah, it is. It's just a bit much, and I feel like everybody's going crazy. Oh, I am. And I'm just, I'm just intrigued, you know, just that, like, the mask issues. I just don't understand this. If there is a chance that it could help stop the spread of this virus, then shouldn't we try it? I don't understand. Only if you're a sheep, Christy. Only I don't if you're a understand. How can you be oppositional about that? Of course, nobody wants to wear a mask over their face. You feel like an idiot. I feel stupid. My breath is terrible in there. It fogs up my glasses. <laughs> Sometimes if I get my mask correct i get it stuck on my nose ring. <laughs> like so there's so many things my ears hurt and it's pulling them for- forward so i look like a turtle and <laughs> I, I don't know i feel like this makes me look like a turtle do even though again. turtles don't have ears do they no i would say more like a romulan what the hell is a romulan they're an alien in star trek what yeah, look up Romulan. <laughs> Rom, you. Just yeah, put Lin? Star Trek Romulan. Star <laughs> Trek. And can you read out what you're typing? Yeah. <laughs> okay, a Romulan. Yeah. It's got like. Pointy ears. <laughs> yep. When you put it forward like that, it kind of looks like that. All right. I mean, this guy has like a huge jaw and like some bumps. Okay. In can his- I can I just point out that you were totally fine looking like a fucking reptile, but I bring up Romulan and I'm an asshole. Yes. Yeah. You You're are. a hot Romulan. Thanks. Um. <laughs> You're a hot turtle. <laughs> I know I'm a hot turtle. I like turtles. 
Anyway, I, um, I get it. Like, they totally suck. I, I mean, <laughs> but again, if there's a slight chance, because this is not better, sticking around our house, our kids' lives are, like, so boring and so, like, nothing. I mean, this is not childhood, you well, know? And so I just feel like, let's try and do what we can. This is what happens when, as an American, all of your advertising and just bullshit, and even what other countries like about America, is it's like, we're American. We make our own rules. Individualism. Like, I don't, I dress different than, you know what I mean? It's like, it's even, even a, look at a car commercial for a Honda Accord. The most basic bitch car there is that I wish I had. I've, mm -hmm. I have a Kia Rio, mm -hmm. which is a basic bitch junior. Mm -hmm. But it's like, even like a Honda commercial will be like, there's something a little different about you, isn't there? <laughs> It's this beige Honda. You know, like, you know what I mean? There's nothing different about it. it, it it's, so it's like a lifetime of that. And then it's like, hey, we all got to work together as a team right now. And we're like, huh? Team? Yeah. There's no fucking team. No. I'm the IN team. Right. You and know? And it's like, we're just not. We're not doing it. And no, and it's a big ass country. And we have states rights. And there's no national plan you know what i mean when so when people are like this is what they're doing in sweden that's like saying this is what they're doing in washington i know do you know what i mean it's like this country's massive i know and uh we've all done different we do not things have and... a strong leader and no that he's... did not help <laughs> no he's a dummy and yeah he definitely made it a political thing to like so yeah it's uh it's not going well. i I heard uh, him doing a little, like, speech somewhere where he called it the Kung Flu. Mm hmm I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I know. What the hell? Like, we have a president who encourages hate. I don't understand. And, and so then it's like, of course that trickles down. Yeah. And it's just, it's just terrible. I just absolutely. I just don't understand how he's pulled off. Well, I could leave that sentence there. But like back when they used to do press conferences about COVID-19, like everyone who works for him, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like whatever, Fauci or the, the government health officials, they come out and be like, here's the numbers. Here's what you got to do. This is important. And then he goes up and says, like, don't worry about it. It's all going to be fine. And we're like, this is your team. I know. This is your cabinet of people. And you're just ignoring what they, that disconnect between what the government says and what the president says has never occurred before. That's, do you know what I mean? I it's know. like, I know that's what everyone is saying who works for me, but I have a different opinion. That's a very bizarre thing. Well, I think for me, that's just so, like, it just, it's got me so down, like, just him, his hatred, and it's just so, like, ugh, he's not inspiring. He's what I want my kids not to be like. 
Well, you could make the argument that he just exposed a division that was already there. But... And I think that's true. And and it's just, I mean, when people talk about supporting him, I'm just like, what is wrong with you? Like, in the beginning, I think, well, I think it's still that way for a lot of people. I think it was, yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, he says a lot of things. Sure, he lies all the time. But look. He pisses off the people I also hate. So that yeah. makes it worth it. But I don't see how you're still pulling that off. I don't still... Like, this is a thing where we needed a real person. We needed we a real did. leader. And, you know, and it's... so it's... It's... Uh, I mean, if polling means anything, he is kind of tanking. But I don't know. Who knows? It just makes me You know what? This sad. is a terrible way to end the podcast. What were any other topics on there? Oh, yeah. I'll let's, find let's, some more of our... Yeah, something about butterflies or... Romulan topics. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know that was such an insult. Macy, um, we've, we are um, helping take care of one of my friends. Um, one of my friends is out of town and her... cat has an ear infection so we are um i'm giving her cat eardrops and so we go over every night and do that and Maisie's fallen in love with this little cat that's it's like small but so fluffy like so so fluffy and Maisie can't stop laughing she thinks that like the cat has a really sassy little walk and it like wiggles it but it's butt when it walks around so she's always like, I'm going to steal the kitty just so I can watch her sassy little butt wiggle around. <laughs> I, when I pulled up, I pulled up my picture. All right. There's, here's, this is a new one. 19 untapped podcast ideas. Okay. Here we go. All 19 of them. Here we go. In five, three, two, go. Well. This is, these are not ideas. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. All right. 19 untapped podcast ideas for your first podcast. Sailing. Sailing. I sail. I'm, I'm a, a sailor. I'm a sailor. I sail. <laughs> oh. Out there with the wind. Welding or metalworking. I mean, <laughs> we... What wouldn't we have to talk about in a podcast about <laughs> welding or metalworking? You know what? When I was like in fourth and fifth grade and everybody started getting braces, I was so good at folding a um, paper clip into my looking like I had a retainer. So I know how to metalwork. So. That's really sad. That's false valor. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I have braces too. No, you don't. You never, you never served. I didn't. I wanted braces so bad. And do you know what? Do you know what all of this Zoom and face videos through quarantine has taught me? My teeth look like crap. I need braces. Oh, you're the most beautiful Romulan on the ship. Don't say that and about yourself. I have a lot of wrinkles. I have a permanent crease in between my eyes. And I have 12 chins. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. That I'm the most beautiful Romulan? No, I already said that. I wouldn't repeat myself. <laughs> I will say 
we've been together since we were 19, 20. Yeah. And the whole idea was that we would grow old together. Well, and I, guess what? We're fucking doing it. No, I didn't want to be old. You could grow old. I wanted to still be young looking. <laughs> well, you look young for 46. But that's not saying but no much. One's like, no one's like, you only look 38. It doesn't, it's not as impressive as it used to be. When you look 28 when you're 36, it feels good. When you look 38 when you're 46, no one gives a shit. No. Pest removal? Oh, boy, there's a gold mine. <laughs> Long haul truck Carpenter driving. ants. Who knew they flew? <laughs> Long haul truck driving. The outdoors. Hiking, camping, boating. Pets. I could actually do a lot of podcasts about pets. Another pets. Um, one of my friends, she's a librarian at a school. And Stop bragging, Christy. I know people who <laughs> like been on TV. Fine. Maybe she's been on TV, too. The school news service. Anyway. Has she ever been on KGY with Dick Post? I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't think she's a post head like I am. That's what we call his fans. It's not. <clears throat> I'm a post head from way back. That is not what they call his fans. Nobody calls them that. Plus, that sounds like poop head. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Okay, I'm a dick fan. I've been a dick fan for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, um, so she worked at a high school and it was like, oh, it's your job to take care of these two frogs. <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay, fine. Like they were like the library frogs. <laughs> and then she got a job at another high school and they're like, and you have to take the frogs because no one wants them. And so they're she, at her house? Well, no, she took them to the new high school. Oh, okay. But now once they started quarantine, she took them to her house. And so um, she's like, they're named Tarzan and Jane. And Jane is like super fat and dominant and eats all of Tarzan's food. Damn. But then she'll like show me like pictures of Tarzan and he kind of has like a suave look about him. So I, I could do a podcast about pets. I would love that. I got the name. <laughs> what? <gasps> Petcast. If it was about frogs. Lilypod. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so part of, you know, we're taking care of the cat. I was showing Maisie um, there. They have a a lizard, a gecko. And so I was showing it to her. And then I noticed the lights weren't on in the tank. And so I texted my friend and she said that it needed a light on or else it would get too cold. And, and scared. I was like, well, maybe we should knit it a sweater. Do people ever put sweaters on lizards? Do you put clothes no, on think- them? That's not it. No. Why not? I don't. I don't know. Would you? Would you put a turtleneck on a snake? No, you wouldn't. Well, I would. Maybe if I could strangle it and kill it, but oh, Chris, I hate snakes. So, um, I mean, I feel like you. Well, should... I guess you're not going to be on Slithercast with me. <laughs> no, you can have your own. <laughs> just gonna talk about your snakes my sisters 
couldn't stop laughing about this, and I didn't understand what it meant. When I was in fourth grade, we watched the movie Growing Up and Liking It. The girls watched it. While the girls watched it, the boys watched a movie about snakes. (laughs) What is Growing Up about? Like periods and stuff? Yes, it was called Growing Up and Liking It. But the other the boys watched the movie about a, snakes. How come we didn't get a, a thing about balls and wieners? We had to watch Who snakes. snakes? <laughs> Do you remember Barnett the Child? Yes, that was that horrifying. That video? It was horrifying. It was so horrifying. What was that, seventh grade? Eighth grade. Eighth grade, yeah. To watch a live birth at, what, 13 is uh, a little shocking. It was. It was really... Well, there was like a, in fifth grade, we watched this movie called My Mom's Having a Baby. And it, and I remember the song, like, because it was like a... How's it go? My mom's having a baby. I could have guessed that. That's why <laughs> she looks that way. <laughs> um, Yeah. Yeah, uh, anyway. So. I remember the Barnett the Child song. Barnett the Child, here he comes through a 70s bush. You don't remember that? No. All right. Remember how hairy the lady was, though? She was so hairy. There was so much hair. <laughs> It was like the kid was, was born like a with a wig French for a second. Movie, and yeah, I, in yeah, my yeah, yeah. mind, I just assume <laughs> French people have a lot of pubic hair. But I why because of that oh, movie? Because of that. I think it was more the time than the place. <laughs> well, yeah, it was just so like <laughs> it was so horrifying. I didn't learn anything about childbirth, but I did learn French people very hairy. <laughs> I mean, it, I remember just all of us being like. That was the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty horrifying. <laughs> I guess so. it's kind of a scared straight thing, you know? Right. All right. Crafting. Oh, I'm all about it. Musical instruments. I mean, show me the thing that can't be bedazzled. That's what I say. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, flipping homes. Flipping homes. Podcasting. Can you imagine making a podcast See, this about this is what I'm talking about. It's going to be a bit meta. If you, Google, <laughs> if you Google how to have a successful podcast, there'll be a link to a podcast about podcasting. And then you could have a show about the link about the podcast about podcast Wedding. Planning. I have a blog about podcasting that tells you how to get a, a successful Instagram. <laughs> There's... Tiny Homes. I love Tiny Homes. That's where I'm at for entertainment, is I'm watching Tiny Home Nation right now. I can't even tell you how boring it is, but that's what I need in my life. (laughs) Just some boring Tiny Homes. Could not do it with children. I could do a Tiny Home uh, alone, obviously. Or if my Romulan wife would like to join me. No, thank you. It would be an honor to have you in my loft. (laughs) Could I have a home? Okay, Um, two Tiny Homes next to each other. Gabe, here's another podcast idea. Interview everyone on your block and call it The Block. We should do an interview with everyone What do you do, episode five? I I mean, we have to move. Can you imagine? (laughs) Like, Isla just says the same ten things over. 
record yourself making dinner and describe. You know what? Until you said dinner, I thought it was going to be love. <laughs> record yourself making love. Nobody wants that. No, they don't. Uh, your entire season covers one person. Episode one, profile of the person. Episode two, looks at the industry where the person works. Oh, for God's sakes. These are not podcasts. These are school projects. That's, yeah. Do you know what I remember? Pick a country and do a report. Put it up on iTunes. <laughs> Today's episode, Italy. Um, One of my favorite projects that I wish we had more of in adult life was making dioramas. Do you remember in the shoebox where you like cut a hole sure. and then you make like a yeah. whole scene inside of it? You know what? We're just God's diorama. You know what I mean? <sighs> Maybe. I <laughs> I loved doing that. Maybe we should do that with the kids this I summer. Hate, I hate, you do it. I hate crafts. I know. You do hate I'm not crafts. good at it. Why would you love something you suck at? Because it's fun. Because <laughs> it's fun. I don't think it's fun to be terrible at something. I really don't. Maybe bowling would be the only exception to that. But. I am not good at bowling. I bowled a 320 once. <laughs> it was like a 257, wasn't it? I know. I did bowl a 257 in Ocean Shores with a pink ball. I mean, it, I was using a black ball, but I had a pink ball. Uh, but it. the funny thing is, I bet number two... Of my high scores, I had like 257 was number one. I bet number two was like <laughs> 136. I, I don't uh, understand. You were using I a was black in ball, the but you zone. had to bring a pink ball. I didn't say bring a pink ball. I said I had a pink ball. If you don't get the joke, just move on. We don't have to go I back. I understand. Well, just don't understand then. <sighs> Sorry. It wasn't funny. So what? Sorry. I mean, do I say that every time you say something? Well, because everything I say is hilarious. All right. A new podcast topic idea. People who are delusional. (laughs) Episode one, you. (laughs) Episode one and a half. Still you. (laughs) Episode two, Gabe. Episode Episode three, French people are hairy. interesting <laughs> but they're delusional you're delusional because you let all french people were hairy because you saw an old <laughs> 70s movie people would be french you're very racist and everyone knows it if there was a if there was a poster of our podcast i would write boring white people podcast on it it would be true that's what we should have named this oh, boring white people podcast we'd be killing it right I don't now think right now it's the no, we gotta that. lean in. We gotta lean into our whiteness. <laughs> Every episode. I am so sorry. <laughs> I'm really white. <laughs> As always, before we get started, we acknowledge our privilege. Okay, first topic. <laughs> oh God. All right, let's wrap this up. You said you wanted to be quick. This isn't quick. We went long for no reason. Also, not a bad podcast title. We went long for no reason. Long for no reason. It's a long podcast for no reason. Maybe, Maybe this, this one, one will be better, better than, than the, the last. last. 
na 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 um oh what do you got more singing no i just was talking about how I always think, whenever I think of parodies, I always think of one time when Michael Scott was really oh, for fuck's sake. sad and <laughs> he needed something to cheer him up. He was Somebody was like, well, think about all the parodies you've got. Well, I've got Achy Breaky Fart. That's a classic. <laughs> uh, I, uh, well, what are my plugs? I have a show Saturday, June 27th. In Sultan, Washington. No one in Sultan listens to this show and just stay home. Um, you forgetting one plug, Macy put. Your half birthday is on Friday. Oh, my half birthday is on Friday. So <laughs> buy me half of a locket and the other half on my birthday and I'll put them together. You know, my friend Kelsey growing up used to buy me <laughs> like presents for my half birthday. That's a good friend, but I don't like that as a thing to do <laughs> she would go all out they see the kids don't understand that like sure i'm happy they're having birthdays but they're not i don't go like oh good a kid's birthday's next month it's a burden we gotta buy presents we gotta plan things we gotta it's stressful so it's like when they're like it's my it half important. birthday i'm like i don't give a shit <laughs> right, I know. uh also my album comes out tuesday june 30th it's so... available for pre-order right now uh, but uh, should we have people leave a review? Day sure. One. If, leave a review on uh, on iTunes though. On June thirtieth. On June thirtieth. And if that... you don't, you're dead to us. Easy. And you've abandoned us. And you. <laughs> oh, see. Okay. It's all. You, it's he all coming here. true. <laughs> the podcast producer. Podcast Don. producer Don is in the building. Um, to show up for the end? Is that how you work? Oh. Christy, I'm trying to end the podcast. Okay. Uh, I guess that's it. Buy my album. Leave a review. Or just leave a review if you don't buy the album. Oh, sorry. Gabe gave me a big lecture at the beginning not to bump the table. <laughs> and then I did. They know. <laughs> Uh, thanks for being here. And remember, you can't unlisten. I'm Henry the Eighth, I am. Henry the Eighth, I am, I am. I got married to the widow next door. She's been married seven times before. And everyone was an Henry. She wouldn't have a Willie or a Sam. No, Sam. I'm a eighth old man. I am second verse, same as the first. I'm Henry the Eighth, I am Henry the Eighth, I am, I am. I got married to the widow next door. She's been married seven times. Before.